Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi everyone, I'm Elizabeth Stevenson. And I'm Sarah Hink. And we're here for the Exit Strategy. Today's topic, well the title of it is Boobs vs. Dudes. So today we'll be looking at pictures of boobs and dudes and describing them to you. And you get to pick which we're talking about. <laughs> really, kidding. that's not true. I, no. I can assure you. And we're joined, but, but I love the title because it is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And we're joined today again with Chris Hicks. Our dude. Our dude. Yep. Um, and we're generally going to talk about going to court and the presumption that the mom's going to get custody. Because a lot of people think that and... Probably less than they do these days, but definitely traditionally that was the case. It was true. Back in the day, we had the, what they call the tender years doctrine that if you had a small child that, and mother stayed home for the most more. And that's just not true anymore. I still think mothers carry the load, but that's just my personal opinion. I think the boobs carry the load. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> that's true. As and, and figuratively and literally exactly. for some. And that also comes into play when deciding custody of really small kids. Babies. babies, yeah. Chris, what do you see when it comes to like very small children? I say small children, babies. babies. That's another word for oh, that. Yeah. Say like yeah. under, yeah. under three, yeah. not in preschool or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the law says there's no preference one way or right. another, but it's just human nature at this point. Well, you're going to see that mother favoritism when it comes to those cases. You're listening. Sure. You mentioned something the other day when you're in court listening to two dudes argue about two dude attorneys argue about breastfeeding. Correct? Oh yeah. What no, this was exactly the case. You know what we're talking about. See, it was, that would have been furious. It's like, how do you even get to argue? Well, it was a, yeah, it was a mother's attorney who was a male arguing Mm -hmm. that the child couldn't be away from mom because she was breastfeeding and dad's attorney, who's a male arguing that she could pump enough to (laughs) feed the baby during his time with the kid and a male judge making the decision, (laughs) which I thought was ironic. And that's just so sad. That makes my heart hurt. Did you get to hear what the judge decided? He gave it, he he did a ramp up. It was one of those. The mom hadn't let the dad see the kid. A pump up. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. A pump up. (laughs) Yeah. He basically, you know, let the daddies into some weekends and that the mom, the mother shall produce (laughs) No! <laughs> the mother shall give the dad enough breast milk for the time, which I thought, I don't know how you would Okay, we had to know what judges said. Not right now, but I need to know in the end. But that's the weirdest thing you have to put in a court order. I, I've seen some weird stuff in court <laughs> no, orders. Yeah, but that's, but that's like pretty weird. Exactly. That's true. Not weird, but, but, but it's interesting. It is. If you're breastfeeding. And again, it all falls to the mom to do, to do it. You know? Mm-hmm. Here, I'm going to, here's the baby and. I produce breast milk for you. Right. And that goes into then formula versus breast milk argument, yeah. which, you know, people can argue about. And that's why we go to courts. People are arguing, obviously. But, but I do think my philosophy is both parents need to have a relationship with the child. And this child needs a relationship with both their parents, but not. But let's think about the child not making it 50-50 or making it. That's what I think judges sometimes think about is making it equal and not the best interest. I get, I think the hardest part of separation and divorce for some people that have kids is that they didn't have this kid to share it with someone else and only see it half the time. And they have to wrap their mind around that because it's not about them. And then I have cases like that where I've always been the stay-at-home mom. He's always worked. I've always been the one that did this. And I, all I can say is I understand that, but that's not how it is anymore. Yeah. And that, and then a lot of dads step up. They do. That's what they, that's and which what I the, love to see. And that's why I explain them too, is I get that. I understand that you took them to all the doctor's appointments. You took them to the teacher conferences and, and what have you. You did that work. 
But the judge is going to give dad an opportunity to step up to the plate right. and do that work himself. And he might not. That's why we say give him enough rope to hang himself. That's what I but say. It's like, it. let him do that. He's going to tell him some things to do. And what you want to happen is that he does them. But oh, if yeah. he doesn't, then there's a fallback. And I, I've made that argument in court. Just because dad hasn't done it doesn't mean he can't, can't. or right. doesn't deserve a chance to try. And I tell your female clients, what you want at the end of the day is for him to be the best dad he can be. But God, that's why we're all together. Exactly. All, you say the same thing, don't you? Yes, I say I exact do. same thing. Yeah. Exact same thing. And, I, and you know, I honestly, I don't really want to represent you if you don't. I don't think yeah. I won't represent you if you don't want that. Right. And you don't have some legitimate reason not to want that. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I have to be realistic with that. Right. This is what is likely going to happen unless you can show me that he is so unfit that he shouldn't have time, which in their mind might be something, but in the real world, in the court world, it's not there. So how do you, what do you say to clients to help them bring them off that cliff to say, this is not, that is not going to happen. I I think you just have to be blunt about it. I I tell them I can't make that happen. It's not in the law. You know, a lot of times I put it on the judge. You know, whether they that's like right, that yeah, or not, that's the why judge they're the best up yeah. lot, actually. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the judge on your case is more of a 50-50 judge because it is. And that's no preference in Wake County, especially with our judges. Mm-hmm. No preference means we're starting at 50-50 and we're going to move and out you gotta, from there. you got to have a really good reason to move off of that 50-50. Yeah, right. we use some kind of danger to the child that you can prove in court. Because judge, a lot of our judges have been there for a while. Well, not right now, but anyways, they get used to hearing the same right. conversation happen in court. Right. I know that you don't like this person and we've touched on this before. They might not have been a good husband or a good wife, but can they take care of a child? Do they? And I always, it's always amazing to me. They say they want full custody, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what's the relationship like between dad and the kids? And they'll be like, actually, it's pretty good. Like, I, okay. Part of it is I wanted, there had, there, the reality may be that this child has not had a relationship with this person. True. However, that may have happened. And so we are where we are. So putting a child in a 50-50 position at that point, I think, is not in the best interest. But judge, please give it a step up. You know, let's see how it works. Don't throw it into a 50-50. But that's, that's hard. Those I don't gra- know that judges hear. I don't know that they hear that sometimes. The gradual. There's a lot right, of like a step up. That happens a lot, especially with young children where the parties weren't married and they had a kid together. And mm-hmm. my dad hasn't really been around that often and never really took to the child as a baby. And maybe mom took the baby and withheld it a little bit. Not in her yeah, mind. Yeah, sort of but took just, it up. Yeah. Just, this is my baby. I just birthed this child and it needs to be close to me. Right. But if you go to court three years later and the kid's three years old, dad doesn't have that great of a relationship that judges Going probably going to gonna still them. give them an opportunity to, to, to step that. up and do the right thing. And a lot of times what you do in that situation is you do a gradual step up that they don't move on to the next step and, until they, they do, do certain things. And if they have every other weekend for three hours on a week on a Saturday, mm-hmm. if they miss a day, they have to start all over. So you have to make them show up if they're going to get any more time. Because I separated my child with two. And I remember going when he was with his dad, I would go in his room and lay in his bed and smell his pillow. Oh. I was heartbroken, but... It abated. I got it got better and it got easier. And now I have this eighteen year old that moves from house to house because he wants to and because we've been able to co parent. And I'm yeah. like it's just hard. It's yeah. all hard. You gotta think in the future. Sure. And you gotta think about your kid and what's the most important thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And what I tell people is you can't take a hundred percent house and make it into two hundred percent houses. So you're gonna have to let go a little bit. It's you gonna know, happen. You, you gotta face re- uh, you can either do it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or 
when that court order comes down on Thursday or whatever day it is, and the judge says you're going to be with your dad every Tuesday, Wednesday, why don't we take the six months that we have to make to work toward making that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of thing. I also see a lot of my male clients give in to mom very easily. Oh, really? That I don't want to take her time from the child. I, I obviously want a relationship. I want 50-50, but every time I talk to her about it, she gets so riled up and angry about it that I'm willing to just take maybe 35, 40% of the time. I remember, oh, not an old attorney, but a very seasoned attorney that's very well known said to me one time, you know what I do with mamas and daddies? I tell dad, let her have whatever she wants for the first year. She'll calm down. Things will come around. And he said, that's always in the last, the 50 years I've been practicing, that's what's always happened. And sometimes if you push and push, Mm -hmm. if you'll just sit back and do the best you can, sometimes that's not bad advice. I don't know that I would do that, but. That's a tough thing for me Mm -hmm. um, with clients is because that that is my nature too, is let it simmer Simmer for a minute. minute. And then, and and I tell people, let's get a court order in place. Because once you have a court order, everybody knows the deal. They know what the rules are. Everybody settles down and, and it's. That is something I personally struggle with clients is getting them to back off and just stop pushing. Just as our younger paralegals would say, stop doing the most yeah. is what they say. Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> I just God, learned that I love, one too. I love that. Yeah. Just stop pushing. Stop trying to go for the jugular in week three of right, this case. Right, right. Let it simmer. He's either going to do what's right, which should make you happy, or he's going to not do it and we're fine. We're fine, yeah. right. So just... Stop pushing. Give him yeah. a t- if you think he's going to fail, give him a chance to fail. we right. got to have that. That's what judges do. That's right, the beauty exactly. of the temporary hearing. So in Wake County, once you file for temporary and permanent custody, you automatically get a temporary custody hearing People always hearing ask date. me, what's the difference in that? I oh. think like temporary expires at some point. Yeah, no. and it doesn't. it doesn't. So it can go on forever. I know at some point. Those weeds, getting in the weeds, the lawyer. But it does not expire. But it does not expire. expire. It can even like morph into what the court would consider a permanent right. hearing or a permanent order. So right. really the only difference is how do you change it in a temporary order? You don't have to prove anything to change it. You can get a, another order after that and you can use evidence that you used in the temporary hearing in the next hearing. But if you have a permanent custody order, you have to show a substantial change in circumstances that somehow either benefits or hurts a minor child that would warrant a change in the custody schedule. And you also cannot use evidence that you had prior knowledge of and may have used in the permanent hearing last time. So right. it's just harder to change a permanent order. But otherwise, both of them just continue on until the child is 18. And I love orders or separation agreements because it sets out what everybody's supposed to do. Yeah. You know. Sometimes. Hopefully, yeah. a good one will. A, you know? a good one will. Well, We've yeah. come across some bad Sometimes, ones. Like, we're going to exchange on Mondays at yeah. 7 a.m. Because if y'all don't co-parent, then we need specifics in there. You can vary from it, for and, sure. And that's what I like. And you know, what I try to do in my consent orders is I say, this is it if you can't agree. That's what I say. It's a fallback. Yeah, I give you the leverage, to the leniency to work it out yourself. And there's always language in there. Y'all can consent to do anything else you want to. Exactly. Let's say, people always say to me, I get these separation groups, and we want to spend Christmases together. I hate those. Let's think about five years from now when you're remarried. Mm -hmm. You really want your ex showing up. I talk about that. I know. Yeah. No, let's don't No, I get that one a lot, too. Or nesting. I hate nesting. I hate nesting. Yeah, 
what did you call it, Jen? An index? Nesting. Yeah, what's It's where the kids have one house and mom, you know, lives there part of the time and then dad lives there part of the time. I could not. That would make my... I've heard like some therapist be like, that sounds great because why should the kids have to move around? Well, I agree with that. Well, no. Well, you know (laughs) what's weird? I'm not saying that's a good deal, but I understand. The theory is good. In theory, it's good. But it always comes out one of two ways. It's either the spouses are... Going back and forth from the marital residence to their parents' Parent. house, mm-hmm. or, to or they're this, sharing an apartment, or this really <laughs> sad, sad like bachelor pad <laughs> apartment with yeah. you know, a futon. And, you know. and what but, is the other spouse doing in there when you're not there? That would right. just like creep me uh, out. Yeah. I'm not doing that. No, yeah. you're still sharing a bed with your spouse. Yeah, just not at the same, same time. time. And I, I also think it's confusing for the kids, especially if you haven't really been <sighs> honest about it, and they don't really understand what's going on with mom and dad. Are they broken up? Nope. We're still in the same What's hi. going on? And no one really talks to them about it. They just I think the kids are resilient like you always say Elizabeth they, are, they, they are. bounce back don't keep them in this weird phase of in between I don't think that's good for anyone it's not good for the parents it's I not agree. good for the kids I've had one case they did it and then they stopped doing it have y'all had anybody that did it long term no. I haven't either six months I've yeah six yeah months, like in months. the interim period where we're trying to settle everything out but then otherwise no I tell them right away I think it's a bad idea yeah I agree because this is you can't sustain that. I no, don't think. there's no way. There's no way. No, whatsoever. But yeah, when it comes to mom and dad, so what if mom and dad can't ever agree? They always are fighting. They have court orders, litigation constantly. What can you do? Dad, you can get a parent coordinator. You can go to mediation. Parent coordinator is someone you call and say he's doing this or she's doing this or I want to try this and I want to do this. And instead of waiting four months to get in court that parent coordinator can make a decision about that. They can't change the custody schedule, but a lot of issues about where they go to school, what time we're going to do the exchange, what they're eating for dinner, color of their socks, all of that. And I'm a parent coordinator. You can do that and you can make that decision for them. Yeah. As long as it's not in the order. Right. So what are your thoughts on, there's this whole thing about legal custody and if the parents can't co-parent, then maybe one parent should have sole legal. I agree with that because if you can't co-parent, how can you, Legal custody is making decisions about big things, where they go to school, their health care, and those sorts of things. So how can you have joint legal custody if you can't agree on things? Because you've got to agree. I agree completely. Actually, a lot of cases where I have the dad as sole legal custodian. I don't have very, I don't know about you, but mine are all joint unless they agree otherwise for the most part. The only one I have that's not joint is where one of our judges Gave sole legal of one child to mom and one sole legal of the other child to dad. That's splitting the baby. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Who was that? Mohammed. It wasn't Mohammed. Who was it? Who split the baby in the Bible? Oh, uh, Solomon. <laughs> Solomon. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I was like, Elizabeth, don't tell a, cust- a client's name. <laughs> right. no. No. Is, that, is that from the Bible? Yes. Okay. Splitting the baby. Okay. Yeah. Just want everyone to know it's from the Bible. It. it didn't actually do it. It's so. not a client's name. <laughs> It's not my client, Solomon. No. No. I can like, I'm like thinking in my head right now how many cases I have with Soul Legal. I have a ton. And I think I just fight extra hard for that. And a lot of, I have, for some reason, have a lot of guys. Some that are like, clients. you get to make the decision regarding school or you get to make the decision regarding X. But I think judges want, again, they want to give them the opportunity to try to co parent. And I think they should. Right. Or I'll put in separation agreement. If you can't agree, then it stays status quo and y'all can go to mediation or go back to Hey guys, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. Let's face it, divorce 
affects a lot of people, myself included. I've been there. There's no easy way around it. It just sucks. But determining the finances of one household splitting into two can be one of the most stressful issues of divorce. Will alimony or child support have to be paid? Who gets the house and the cards? Who has to pay all the credit card debt or any other debt? Do I get to keep all of my retirement? These are all important questions that you need answered going into a divorce. And it's so important that you're represented by an experienced family law attorney that can answer these questions for you and help you develop a plan specifically for you and your situation to move forward. New Direction Family Law has over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients when going through divorce. We aggressively advocate, support, and educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So give us a call today to schedule an initial consultation at 919-719-3470 or reach out to us via our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. And our Court of Appeals just signed off on the whole theory of joint legal, but if you can't agree, mom gets to decide or dad right, gets to decide. Right, right, right. Which I don't think is joint legal at that it's point. It's not, but it's not. I think you can do it, it, it's just sure. words. But, but people, yeah, but parents I, I, are very vested in that. I have a lot of clients who, if they get that, mm-hmm. even if they're 50-50 custody, that gives that still gives them some sense of control. I think it's good if you can't co-parent. Oh, I someone agree. Has to yeah. I, agree. I, I don't relish being in the judge's position to determine mm-hmm. which one is better to do that. Yeah, I haven't had it happen a lot in court. I'm t- I, when I speak about I have a lot of cases, you I've just negotiated, negotiated it, out. Right. and we've done a consent order. And otherwise, it's someone that's going to have primary custody, and the other person hasn't been involved yet. And maybe that can change in the future when a judge decides it. Right. Well, I think if you have primary custody, you should have legal custody too, because mm-hmm. that child's living with you primarily, and right. you get to make you should be able to make yeah. decisions. Yeah. If that. mom or dad isn't around that often, why should they make big decisions affecting their healthcare or education? They're not the ones that are going to deal with the fallout of right. recuperating from a surgery or extra homework for going to some extra skilled high school. Is it more boobs or dudes that have the legal custody? Equal boobs and dudes. Okay. I think mine are mostly boobs. Are they? Yeah. I think so because they've been the primary. I don't care if they work the same hours. I still feel like it falls to the mom the yeah. majority of the time. Maybe not in your household, but it, since Margaret's always at her office. And but so again, adorable. that's true. <laughs> well, thank you. I think, yeah, everyone wants a little custody of Margaret. She is super I know. cute. I know. <laughs> a lot of times when it comes to this legal decision making, in my case, it's because one parent may be a little extra neurotic that causes issues with making decisions like they change their mind a lot that they don't really think about the kid it's more about their whole plan as vindictive or they have mental health issues that they can't they can't really do it for the kid they're still stuck in this vindictive mentality where what decision can i make that's just going to mess with dad mine is more even if they both work but mom's always been the one that went to school and went to the doctor and and did make those decisions and then all of a sudden oh you want to separate from me and now you want that make that's hard that would be hard to pill to swallow but maybe she took transported the kids and did those things yeah, but, they but still you call about up it. you make the appointment you take them you go to the doctor you get the prescription and yeah i think you have some vested interest in them. so that's mine aren't vindictive it's more of i've always done it sort yeah of thing. and then there's the other where they just disagree to disagree Mom wants, mom wants the kids to go to this school. It's really good school, but dad doesn't like it because mom wants it. That, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. All I've the got time. A couple yeah, of yeah, those. All, all the like, time. Yeah. I all mean, how time. do you, how do you joint legal custody that? You can't. You, know? you, you just, cannot. Or you just can't agree no. because you don't want to I just agree. want to get everyone a room and yell at them. Yeah. And sometimes what, that's what judges do. And I appreciate that.
They do. Well, <laughs> I, I have that. We do have that. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. they'll admonish everybody. Oh, she yelled yeah. everybody. You're both, yeah, you're both not Actually, behaving Actually, the, the one I'm thinking about where they just can't get along, the judge did that a couple months <laughs> yeah. ago. All right. I've had judges say, you're both being awful to your kid. Yes. Your kid, if you don't make changes, is going to end up in jail or on drugs or on the street, and it's going to be both of your faults. I don't right. care. And then she ordered that my client has sole legal. <laughs> They've got it bonus. They, they both, have, yeah. Probably. And a lot of times they both should. You get to the point where you're in court and you can't just work together, then you should get yelled at. Right. I agree. That's why I get, like, when I go to the smaller counties and the judges take me in in chambers and tell me their orders or they go tell it to my client, I'm like, no. I've never never had that happen. Oh, I hate it. It happens at these small counties. I don't like it. I'm like, you go yell at my client. Now I have to go, like, whimper to them that we lost. Like, no, go yell at them. I mean, I've I've been in these smaller counties and actually been in chambers with the judge and say, I think it'd be really good if you came out and really let them have it about this. And the judge, you know, happy to 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 do that. Yeah. Because, say that next yeah. time. I mean, yeah. no, smaller counties are, ugh, one judge in particular, I loved her, though. Bring you back in in the middle of a trial and tell you what she's going to do. Uh-huh. Now, y'all need to talk about this. I know you're talking you know? about, too, I think. And I think, I, as I think back on that, it was brilliant because you stopped the trial. Everybody came to some agreement, and it was a consent order. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I, you know, I, I w- thought it was great. I was in one a couple of weeks ago where... We had a hearing, or what? We did. There was a hearing before us, and we saw this happening, so we didn't. But <laughs> basically, the judge lets you have your whole hearing. She let everybody say what they needed to say, get it off their chest, and then said, "All right, I'm going to let y'all go in the back and try to work this out. If you can't come back out, I'll give you my ruling." That, that's and that it, way, they got it. to say all what you know they wanted to People say. People just sometimes know. need their say, and, and that's what I that's what I tell opposing counsel sometimes is, "Look, they just oh, I say that all the court, time. You know? I say that all the time. Just yeah. want to be heard." I just think if you're there, the judge needs to make their decision because then if they, this has happened to me. Yeah, it's not my fault, not your fault. That's what the judge said. Right. I can't help you. I don't like for it to follow me. Okay, fine. The judge (laughs) said this is what they want to happen. So let's like figure out how to make this work. And then it doesn't work. And then it's Sarah. Why did we not just let the judge? I'm like, I don't judge told me to do this do something either right. way exactly. like, I just want the judge to do their job like we're here you make a decision sometimes they get mad at us it's like we're here judge that's your job yes to, I know to determine tough. this and then they admonish our clients like well, I don't know why you couldn't figure this out but I like the ones who admonish our clients and then tell us how good a job we did they all well I would say they all do that actually like your attorneys are so, so amazing busy. both did yes. a great job sometimes I'm like did the other side really do a great job <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do that little shout out though. Like mm-hmm. your attorneys did a great job. They did a great job. You know, I, I had one a couple of months ago where the judge was like, you should both thank your attorneys right now and then <laughs> waited for them to do it. It's <laughs> a little awkward. Awkward? Yeah. What did you do? I looked at my client and waited for him to say thank you. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. We started this conversation on boobs and versus dudes. Boobs. And I think at this point, roles have changed over the last 30. I'll deviate a little bit. I saw something and it's like, how old was someone like 1984? Oh, well, 20 years ago was with the 80s, but now we're in 2020. That would be 40 years ago, <laughs> <No>. Sarah. <laughs> anyway, so instead, like I said, not 30 years ago, but 50 years that roles have changed a lot between women and and men and women are out working just as much as men and both are taking on more roles than the other. So there's not the tenure, tender years doctrine no. like there used to be anymore. It well, can come into play with child support sometimes. a little bit. So how does it come into play with child support? It just depends on how many overnight you have with the child as to what you're going to be paying in child support. Well, if, you, if the child is under three, 
then, and then someone's not working, working if you're the primary caretaker and they're not working they can't say that you can earn an income yeah so they're not going to impute income mm-hmm. to you so there's a little bit of that trickle down from the tender year well, doctor still in that's the true. child support realm but generally and also we say boobs versus dudes but sometimes it's boobs dudes versus, and boobs, boobs and dudes versus dudes yeah I mean, you know. and and it's going to be who is best for the kid to be around. And most times it's both parents. Both parents. That a child should be around two people that they've formed bonds with, relationships with. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter who wants it more. If you both ask for it and you're both good parents, that they're going to try and equalize that. And that's what it should be, I think. But Yeah. What do you think, Chris? I absolutely agree. I think the roles have seriously changed. I'm a dad in my mid-30s. And I've had that conversation with people my parents' age. Mm-hmm. Saying, I can't believe how much you do. Like, we never did that. And even once it was, why are you doing that? Or why, like, when they know? say, when they t- talk about dad babysitting, that makes me uh, yeah. lose oh, my mind. Yeah. Lose my mind. No, yeah, I'm not babysitting. I'm just at this home with my, my kid. kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not babysitting. That's I, I need $10 I an hour if it's babysitting. <laughs> Ten. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what the going rate is for babysitters. I, I haven't had one since uh, mid-March. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, that's true. I thought about that. Yeah. Uh, All right, Jen, we digress. Where are we? We have a boob question. So, <laughs> straight from the boobs. So this topic kind of came from, we'd like to bring relative, relevant, relevant, relatives <laughs> and relevant. All the um, things. Double first cousins. Double first cousins. <laughs> Different episode. But things in the media today we like to bring to into context. And so if you've been paying attention to all the tabloids or anything like that, Kelly Clarkson, our beloved first American Idol, is going through a divorce and recently came out that um, she was awarded primary physical custody due to trust issues between the parties and there being conflict, which you guys have touched on a lot Mm -hmm. of that. But it got us thinking about how we legitimately from the intake side of things, when someone's calling in, we have had males express that, well, I don't even know why I'm doing this because I know the court is going to favor or rule in favor of the mom. And so you guys have talked about bigger counties and smaller county courts. So just in your opinions, and obviously this goes out to all three of you, is there does there tend to be a sway in the courtroom in favor of the mom or the dad? I don't think in more urban counties, I would say no. Literally, you're starting from 50-50, and you better have some pretty damn big evidence to show me, Miss Stevenson, to make me move off of that. And I can't say that I, there are cases where it's warranted not 50-50. For the most part, every child should be able to have a relationship with their parent, yeah, whether their parents get along or not. That's not the child's fault. In smaller counties where it's more traditional, you, mm-hmm. you think about the mentality of smaller counties. And, and I think and it's even counties. more when it's younger. You yeah. Know? But uh, you have middle school or even elementary school kids, I think, even smaller counties. And Chris, you can tell me if I'm wrong. No. And it's, it, it is political and just societal norms, I guess. You right. know, you, the urban, more populous counties tend to be more progressive and a little more liberal. And they move quicker towards those shared roles and not along gender lines. Yeah. And it just right. is what it is. I was in that smaller county, one of them recently, when it was my client that moved out of state, the mom who always did the, she stayed home for the last two years, took care of the kids, medical appointments and education, took care of all of it. And she took the kids, moved out of state, enrolled them in school here in North Carolina, dad filed for custody. And yeah, the judge was like, they need to stay here. I don't care where mom is, but she comes back 50-50. If not, then I guess dad will take care of mom. Dad will have it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's not always a given in the smaller counties that you might think be more traditional and rural. But there's other things that come into play, like logistics. If one parent's going to be traveling for work, then it's not realistic that they have 50-50 if they're gone Monday through Friday. Like that can't 
really work. I don't know if you're the third shift, the pilots, the doctors, it's hard. Yeah, but you also, sometimes when someone does work and the mom or the dad is, I don't see how they can realistically do this. Like they work a lot. I also tell them that they're going to have to figure it out. Well, if they want 50-50, they're going to have to do after school or before school, daycare or whatever. That doesn't negate <clears throat> the fact that the kids should have time with them. I agree with that. Yeah, and so. especially as they get older. We, we talk about the tender years and all that, but middle schoolers, high schoolers, they don't want to be around you anyway. <laughs> right. So, no, yeah. absolutely yeah. not. And it sounded like in the Kelly Clarkson situation that there was a lot of co-parenting issues, that there was a lot of aggression. And I have seen... Some cases, and I agree with it, it's probably case to case, but if it's so bad that they can't, literally cannot interact with each other, then maybe 50-50 is not the best solution. Because at that point, you got to think about the kids and making sure they're having some stability. And if the parents interacting as much as they do somehow just cannot work, well, I don't have know. Have them not interact. Have them drop off at school so they don't see each other. There are all sorts of ways around and Kelly Clarkson's really rich. I don't know what kind of school they go to. I don't know. But. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not the Kardashians. I don't follow it, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if her kids are school age or not. I, I, I don't know like, what trust issues mean. But I don't get that either. You, I don't know if it means, yeah, I don't know. And we're in California like or a, New York or wherever they a are. A personal but. problem. I know. What does that have to do with their kids? But. I but can't even imagine trying to up, live a divorce in the media. Like, but going through horrible. one personally, I wanted to not talk about it at all. So imagine it being yeah. whatever's false or blown up in the media about so it. So it also touches on, this is what I was thinking, was alienation. And I have seen cases where one parent, say mom, is alienating the kids right. from dad, meaning that she talks bad about dad constantly, that she makes the kids not like dad because of things she does and she says. But I have seen cases where a court will just flip it. And say, you know what? They need to be with dad more often because mom is just doing so much harm to these kids and creating such a tension with dad that she should not be around them. A lot of cases about that. But I think alienation is a term of art and not mm-hmm. throw that around. It is. Yeah, you and, know? And, it's weird. And you have to have that conversation a lot with what we do. I understand what you're saying, alienation, because you understand it as what it is. Right. But I understand it on the legal side. Yeah. And I understand I need... $20,000 for an expert to come in here <laughs> and assess this. Because I can't prove because you say it is. It's so hard to prove because then you have to haul the kids in and testify if you want to hear what mom's been saying to the kids. And a lot of times the judges don't want that or you don't want that. Right. There's a spectrum level of it. Yeah, mom might say that you're an asshole once or twice around the kids. Oh my God, I <laughs> never said that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, every parent who is separated or divorced from the other parent has said that at one point or the other. <laughs> It is not alienation. It's just sometimes yeah. it's just being per, a truthful human. And like a in, human. Yeah. And in Kelly Clarkson's order, court order, or whatever, it says that you can't speak disparagingly about the other do. person. They all say that. They and then my that. client will call me and say, I'm pretty sure it's happening. I'm like, we can't do shit. <laughs> I can't do anything about that. Yeah, I'm let's sorry. bring really your child sorry into court yeah. in yeah. front of a judge and talk about this. It's a no. feel good provision, is what I call them. They make everyone feel good that they're there and that you think the other it person's is. gonna buy it. I say to clients all the time is I can get you an order, I can get you primary custody, I can say you have legal custody. I can't make the other party not be an asshole. Mm-hmm. You're never going to change that. Nope. You laid down. You had a child with this person. You loved them at some point, and here we are. But a judge did not can't change that person. And so I, 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 I'm not a miracle yeah, worker. And yeah, I, and if one person's really awful, and maybe there's personality disorders in play, mm-hmm. but they're still like a decent parent, not great, but decent. The kids get older, and they can see those they, things. They'll figure it out. They all figure they'll it figure out. They'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah, I said that in an email to an opposing counsel last night 
was saying my client doesn't want any unsupervised visits. I said, this child is four months old. (laughs) So within the last 13 to 14 months, your client thought he was okay enough to lay down and make a child with, Mm -hmm. but not to watch Watch one. Like, you know, you you can't, yeah. And what I always say, this wasn't a problem until it needed to be a problem, until you needed a problem. It doesn't mean that there aren't problems. There are truly things that are are, bad, but but I think we're sad. We've been doing this enough. Mm -hmm. No, you're pretty savvy, I think. And you can pick up on things. Yeah, for sure. And if it's serious, we'll tell you, yeah, that's serious and we're going to do something about it. And and I think we always try to err on the side of tell me more than you think I need to know Mm -hmm. because I'm going to pick up on some things. I'm going to pick up on some things that you might not think are important that I need to hit on. And you're going to tell me things that I'm just going to say, I don't really care. Yeah. You're going to tell me things that red flag for me. No, you probably shouldn't. Right. That is over the top and you should not be doing that. Yeah. Send me everything. Right. You know, know, send me all those emails, all those text messages. Marijuana is a weird one. I feel like. Marijuana? Yeah. Mary J? Well, marijuana itself is not weird. Because people like, well, I have, I had a case where like they smoke pot every day. Have they always done this? Yeah. Like the kids are how old? 12 or eight. The kids or the parents? The dad or the mom have always smoked pot and it's, yeah, it's illegal still in North Carolina and that can be used in court to show that's not good if they're doing that when the kids are like around them. But also you said that you're okay with it because you lived lived with it for like 12 or 8 years with kids and that's, don't do that. Don't do that. It's not going to mean your kids aren't going to see their dad. Yeah. I mean, other drugs and obviously alcohol is a huge issue. Right. I think more so than something like that because if you're drinking to excess and that's really going to. And you're in charge of kids. And we've seen some pretty sad situations with alcohol and dependency and some other drugs and dependency. But if that's not the case in your relationship and everyone's pretty decent parent, boobs and dudes are going to tie. I do. I think at the end of the day, you just got to get over it. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. And we're, we'll go see a therapist. We always say that. Yeah. We'll sit here and listen to you. But at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you, if you're in Wake County, we're going to start with joint custody and I'm not going to tell you, oh yes, you're going to win. You're going to do this. Cause I'm not going to set you up for failure. Mm-mm. You may not like what I have to hear, but I'm going to tell you what, what, what it is. And the worst is if you go to court and you get all nasty and you're throwing text messages around and pictures and everyone's talking a lot of dirt about the other parent and you still get 50, 50. Think about how awful that is for your co-parenting you relationship. You can't co-parent mm-hmm. up for that. And for every bad text message you got, they got one, they got too. one yeah. that's worse. Oh Lord, I find that out the hard way every time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, these are really bad. Thank you for sending them to me. I do discovery on the other side and I get texts. I'm like, oh, my God, you said that to them. (laughs) Everyone's just really crappy. Both suck. Here's what what going through all of this is, is downloading. Bring me your phone. Britt will download your text messages. This becomes your life. Mm -hmm. And is it really worth it? No, No. it's it's probably not. What I'm hearing is it's not boobs versus dudes. It's boobs and dudes. Boobs and dudes. Just a bunch of them. All of them. The Kumbaya. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Chris, for being here again and joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Hopefully, that was helpful information for all the boobs and dudes out there. I hope so. So, ain't that some? Sh- ain't that some? Sh- Thanks for listening. This episode is complete. Visit newdirectionfamilylaw.com for show notes and resources, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for more resources and information. And remember. With change comes empowerment.